Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read What Would You Do by Taylor Sapp. Finally, I get the answer to what I would do if I had somebody reading me inane questions for an hour and a half. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hello, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called What Would You Do? 81 Philosophical Dilemmas for Discussion and Expansion by Taylor Sapp. The year of nonfiction marches on. Three episodes in a row now have basically been like social books about how to act socially, which I think it's long overdue. We've kind of figure out how to be human beings is this what they call a was it cotillion i don't even what is that i think i don't know if i've said it on the show but whenever people say cotillion cotillion i always think about (laughs) this makes me sound really stupid i always think about elementary school and they make you dance around that big pole with like the ribbons that's what i think what the hell are you talking about clearly not cotillion but whenever people say cotillion that's what pops in my head what is cotillion is that like how to be a gentleman or something they didn't teach us that down in there i think it's six I think it's a little, uh, yeah, it's a manners school for little gentlemen or gentle ladies. I didn't go to that clearly. Or I, I thought that cotillion out. was just like a dance. That's no? what I thought. What the fuck? So now I'm right. What is this? Is it a gentleman's school for young boys or is it a dance around a big pole? Either way, I didn't do it and I don't know what it was. <laughs> I would definitely fake a tummy sickness to get out of that pole dance that you were sir doing. sir my tummy hurts i can't dance around the pole today let me google cotillion just real quick right off the bat let's clear this up cotillion is a social dance popular in the 18th century europe and america originally for four couples in square formation it was a Whoa. courtly version of an english country dance four couples four couples eight people dancing how's that work that's a lot of limbs huh i'm not seeing any mention of a large pole (laughs) so i guess i was wrong there a lot of players involved Uh, (laughs) it takes some coordination okay we were all wrong this is nothing like cotillion turns out this is a book about what would you do in a weird social situation kind of like the show on abc hosted by what's his name john quijones john quinones Quinones. well i think we're butchering that we shouldn't have even tried that's (laughs) offensive to him don't call him john cojones johnny cojones (laughs) what would you do man yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm just spouting off a lot of shit that's wrong really fast at the top of this episode. Just for more What minute. would you do if you hosted a podcast for four years <laughs> what if, what if you and do? it's <laughs> 90 degrees in your apartment? What would you do if you didn't know anything but had a microphone in front of your face for an hour? We need a uh, companion <laughs> podcast where someone just fact checks everything we say and play a big wrong buzzer. Uh, some, play a, a, like a big buzzer every time someone says something incorrect. Someone. Someone unrelated. A fourth person. An ombudsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean a okay. special master. Oh. Do you have something in mind? 
No, you said to be topical in the chat earlier. This is a topical thing. What's the top? What's the what? What's the master? The special Paul, master to Paul review Tom? the facts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get that. Sheesh. I'm sorry. It's hot. It's hot. And I'm still reeling from what uh, the I still need to figure out the name of that pole dance is. That's the Maypole. <sighs> Let me Google that one second. Go to, go to maypole.com. See what comes up. Maypole dance. <laughs> Oh, uh, that is what I was thinking of. You're exactly right. You were doing a Maypole in elementary school. I think. Did you go to elementary school in <laughs> medieval to, Europe? Yeah. I went to elementary school in uh, 1200 uh, Bavaria. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what they made me do. We also did square dancing. I had to do square dancing. That's just a side effect of growing up in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that. They, there are a lot of little... Uh, country boys that would clog though at the talent show. What the fuck? Half the talent show at school was just these little boys with their shirts tucked in and clogging. Where was this? <laughs> this is where I grew up. <laughs> oh my god! Was homeschooled. Homeschooled. <laughs> this was at the Burklow family farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, boy. We shouldn't stop digging deep into our pasts because it's really exposing what a freak show this world has been to us. Those clogging boys. I'm like, where are they now? Still clogging. One Should of them, look them uh, up on LinkedIn. I saw one of them working at um, Belk when I was in high school. <laughs> Belk. I swear, haven't we talked about Belk recently? Yeah, back on the Belk train. I saw Belk when I was in, when I was at the beach in North Carolina. It just sounds wrong, right? The name Belk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound like a misprint. Well, so you saw your clogger there. Was he wearing his clogs, his professional clogs? I don't know. Workday clogs. Know what he's doing? He looks steel toed. Steel toed clogs for the working man. We were still both in high school, so he might have been clogging he was just i'm just working here to keep pay for my clogging uh passion yeah, clogging the toilet at belk toilets my god <laughs> i just took a dump at belk is the most disgusting sentence you could ever say you just belked at belk <laughs> <laughs> oh lord sponsored by belk we should reach out to them and see is that still a place maybe we could get them on the I think on they're board. like christian or something they probably wouldn't want oh, anything to well, do with this that's not going to work for me Remember Cookout, that restaurant in Virginia? All their cups said, thank you, God, for America. That's what it says on, <laughs> that's what it says on Belk's t-shirts. Did it so. really say that? Yeah. yeah those exact words. Thank, letters thank you, top. God, for America. And then I think it said, like, God bless the USA or something. You could get a dollar corn dog there. That's why I kept going back. I didn't, I know, I could take or leave the religion, but the corn dogs, I'd go back for the corn dogs. That's just kind of in the South in a nutshell, right? Put up with the bullshit for the corn dogs. And the funnel cake. And the funnel cake. Barbecue sandwiches. They had good milkshakes. They had great milkshakes. Every time I go back to Virginia, I hit up the cookout and they're still printing those little cups. Seems like, you know, I don't know. I know it's technically not church and state, but somebody needs to do something about that. You can't just put that on my, my fucking fast food cup. But that's an argument for another day. <laughs> All right. What else is what else is going on? Eight minutes. We got we got a good minute and forty five seconds left to talk and do. What's new? Let's just sit here in silence for a minute forty. Honestly, can we do it? I'd rather not, but you know, <laughs> it could be better than our usual output. You never know. Shane's going to Europe soon. This is our last episode before Shane goes to Europe. That's true. I don't think we could collectively keep our mouths shut for a minute forty. I don't want to. When Shane, next time we do an episode after this episode, Shane will be European. He'll come back. With a whole new look outlook on life. Are you excited for your trip? He'll be the most cultured man in America. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I heard you're learning French. That's what's going on. Doing Duolingo. Trying. What can you say? Give, hit me with like, I'm the guy. I, 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 I'm the guy at the gate. I say, oui, oui, bonjour. What do you say? Merci. Yeah, merci. 
Okay. That's good enough, honestly. <laughs> That's fair. That's more than Salut. Salut. Out of the side toilet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like the little uh, little sing-song voice you're putting on for this. Well, all the videos have sing-song voice, and I feel like I'm going to do that, and everyone's going to laugh at me. That's why they hate Americans, because they have little sing-song, beautiful bird-like voices, and we show up and we're like, hello. And like another way to say hello is like, cuckoo. And I'm like, cuckoo. That's I'm like, cool. I don't know. If, I, if I'm saying that in someone's shop, you got the balls to drop a cuckoo? Are you going to drop a cuckoo when you get there? You're going to say cuckoo to somebody? See what happens? No, I won't speak. I don't talk to people. You know what's funny? Yeah, I don't talk to people here either. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm on like a 75-day streak in Duolingo for Spanish. And yet, oh, and yet when I great. walk, yet when I walk around Ridgewood, New York, and I interact with Spanish people, I'm just like, "Hello, thank you." I like don't, I don't have the balls to try it out. Really? Yeah. You got to start small, just like at the taco. I truck. mean, I could at the taco. Truck. Wow. Is that what you reduce the culture to? <laughs> the guy. I'm just saying, truck? if you you can. No, you're right. I could hit him with a gracias or a como esta or a, ask them how they're doing, dude. Hey, yeah. I'm panic and forget it. That's my other thing. I'm I'm the best Spanish speaker on earth when I'm looking at that app. But when I turn it off, I'm like, I, I can't remember any of it. I have a problem with that app. It gamifies it so much that I don't really retain the information. I just like know how to win. Like, That's true. You do kind of know. You do know that like, okay, well, the answer is definitely not Verde. Okay. I'm not going to hit that. It's like, yeah, you know, you can read, you can judge just by the answers, which ones aren't right. Yeah. Um, but it has helped me. I do feel like for the first time in my life, I heard a full Spanish sentence that I understood. And I was like, wow, something good's happening there with Duolingo. That's great. Pretty easy sentence. It was a slogan in a bank commercial. <laughs> but I knew it. I knew what it meant. Hey, that's a, that's a win in my book. Yeah. Good enough. All right. Enough of this. Enough of this bullshit. I want to know what you do in a social situation. Uh, contrived by a man named taylor sap or woman mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't mean to jump to conclusions it's a man oh that's what i thought i knew it okay so what uh do you have a synopsis for this thing sure <laughs> okay no, <laughs> wow. I'm, all, I'm all prepared sass what would you do if your best friend had a body odor problem would you tell him directly well, indirectly we did this, we, this, this is well tread ground for us have someone talk to him we'll skip that one when it comes up okay it's also all the same scenarios from that last book we read. The book is interesting because it'll start with a simple scenario and then there's like sub branches. And then it's like, what if this was the case? Does what that change your answer? What if your best friend had body odor and a gun? What if your smelly friend was also your secret crush? Would that matter? It would probably affect my crush. What would you do is more than just a collection of 81 tricky hypothetical situations. Each dilemma includes suggested solutions, variations, and extension activities, so they're easy to adapt for your students or classroom. Oh. What the fuck? There's an assumption that we have students and a classroom. Yeah, that's right. You're my students, and I'm oh. your teacher. Jesus, we're on What's, the wrong track. What, what do we call you? Maestro. Sensei. That's what they say in uh, Spanish. To S me maestro. I prefer sensei personally, but sensei maestro. Nah. Or if we're going the cultural route, I guess you can call me guru. Oh, guru. that's cool. Yeah, guru. I like that. Or fart house. Hey, fart house wins. <laughs> Bring it on, fart house. What are we learning? Unlike other conversation prompts, the dilemmas and what would you do cover a wide variety of topics for all ages and levels of English. Nah, I get it. 
enough. Yeah, yeah. Have to right. we, we bought Such them as, <sighs> if you had a friend who was always late, what skill would you want to instantly download to your brain? That's not even a what would you do. That's like it's not a social situation I could get into. Would you let someone steal to feed their family? No. What if? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just go. Fuck. A huge piece of shit. Who's this for you? Family? <laughs> Fuck them. I don't know your family. <laughs> I grew these tomatoes. They're my tomatoes. All right. Let's read. Let's ju- You want to jump in? You ready to go? Yeah. Ready to kick yeah. this thing into high gear? Uh-huh. Okay. We're about to jump into the first page of What Would You Do by Taylor Sapp. We'll be right back. Taylor Sapp was a defensive tackle for the Minnesota. That's Warren Sapp, and he was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if I remember. Wow, you just got owned, Shane. Well, I was thinking of Taylor Sapp, so. (laughs) Maybe he had a brother. I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm confusing with Taylor Kitsch. (laughs) (laughs) From Friday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Warren Sapp and uh, Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights are very similar. Mm -hmm. Similar archetypes. Football players. All right, let's go. Okay. We're back. This is the first page of What Would You Do? It's time for Sensei Guru Farthouse Ganesh to teach us all he knows about (laughs) the social world and how to handle it. Rolls off the tongue. Mm -hmm. It does. Okay, so this one is, the situation is called A Bad Meal. Oh. Is this what it's, is this page one? Yes. Oh, my. What? Here's the situation. Okay. You've been invited to have dinner at a very good friend's house with their whole family. No, what? I'd say no right off the bat. Whole family. <laughs> All your, you go. Oh, okay. And yeah. to <laughs> your, so this is not what I would do. We're already way past my comfort zone. <laughs> to your surprise, the food they have made is so awful <laughs> that you can't even finish the first bite. What are we eating? Cow pies? The family is all looking at you and someone asks, so how's the food? Easy. This is a softball. All right. You say, so what would you do? You say, great. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's a hundred percent success rate. What if it's a test though? What if they're like, we're going to feed this person bad food. Then I'd be like, what kind of friend are you? <laughs> you invite me here and test me. What's this? What's that movie? The fucking uh, dinner for schmucks. It's like that. Yeah. You're the schmuck. I'm the schmuck. You're the, what else, what else is new? Where do we go from here, Ganesh? Are we just freeballing what we do? Is, is there a selection we could choose Here's from? a couple variables. And okay. Does this change your answer any? Okay. Instead of your friend's house, what if you're at uh, your boss's house? Same, Same thing. thing. Just be polite, normal it's human being. Fine. I feel like it's we're going to... F- we're going to fuck this book up by just being a passive polite person. What if you're at your significant other's house? Well, I'd say throw this shit out. We're going to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would say that? No, I mean... Okay, well, let me put you that. Certainly, at some point in your relationship, uh, you guys, you guys are married. You've been together for a long time. Certainly, yeah, your partner has probably made something that you didn't care for, right? Has that never happened? There's been a, there's, yeah, and there's like a way to be funny and nice about it. I've been honest. Yeah, yeah you're not a piece of shit about it. You're not like, uh, this is trash. But you say like, yeah. this is unusual. <laughs> yeah, this, is, like yeah, this is, what's this made with? <laughs> Took a chance on this one. The, huh? yeah. yeah, the issue for me is I'm not a very good uh, I don't have a good poker face. So if I'm asked like straight up, like, oh, how, how, how is it? He's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> it's so bad. He's already spit up on himself. <laughs> We've been together for so long. She knows all my tells. And if I don't answer like immediately, 
if I'm just like, if I start just like, if I even hesitate a little bit, she's, and she knows whatever comes next. I'm like, not telling the truth. So I'm like, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. She'll be like, you're, you're lying. And I'm like, well, so what I'm saying is with your significant other, there is a nice way to gently be uh-huh. like, I don't know about this. Yeah. So I would do that. It's not my friend or my boss. That's different. That's a different person. That's like a different boss? relationship. Oh, dude, I'm not saying shit. Just to be my nice. Boss. I just feel like if it's, yeah, for your friend, even your friend Who controls my money. That's right. Don't okay. fuck with my money, boss, man. I love this. Keep feeding me slop, boss. I'll eat it. <laughs> what right. if you're at a restaurant and, and the food's bad? That's on me for going there. I should look through reviews. Yeah, that's kind of it. I'd be like, oh, this is a this isn't so great and do my best with it and then just like leave and never go back. <laughs> do my yeah. best with it. I agree, though. I'm not the kind of person to go to a restaurant. If I get bad food, I'm like, waiter, this is very this is terrible. Please take Dude. this back. When we first moved to New York, we went out to this burger place and it was the, and like the reviews were good. And I was like, all right, let's try this out. We walked like, uh, like fucking 45 minutes to get to this place. Cause we're stupid and new to town and we got get there <laughs> and we eat it and it's fucking awful. And Where is it? What's the name of this place? It was like it? kind of in Bedstead. I forget what it's called. And it, like the burgers burger were mostly bread. King. Like, like that. the burger mix itself was so bready. It's like they didn't spend money on meat. Oh. They just kind of made this like faux meat thing. Oh, they cut the br- they cut the meat with bread. Yeah. So I ate like maybe a couple bites, and I think she ate a couple bites, and then we just kind of hung out and had some beers, and then we got the check and never went back. That's all you can do. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and be like, this is terrible. Cause it's like, I fucked up. I went to a bad place. I agree. The most insulting thing I would really do at a restaurant is if I didn't, I wouldn't finish my food, which is rare for me. Uh, And they'd be like, oh, you want me to box that up for you? I'd be like, no, it's okay. No, you say that. You say, you say yes. And then you throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Just on your way out the door. (laughs) I've I've done the like, no, it's all right. And I think that's about as, they kind of get the hint. Yeah. It's about as mean as I get. Yeah. That's true. Okay, fair enough. So far, we're pretty good guys. Good okay. people. I think let's we should be proud of ourselves. Let's, let's say you're back at your friend's house. But, okay, uh, yeah, my friend, piece of shit, serving me dog food. What happens if you find an insect in your food? And they ask um, you, how's I, the meal? I projectile vomit on their face. <laughs> Where? What's this? Is it anywhere? I would be like, there's like a bug in here. I don't think I would say anything. Can I tell you something that's gross and will actually certainly make me look like a disgusting human being? Sure. I have a pretty high tolerance for weird shit in my food. If I found something like, for example, and again, I'm totally willing to take whatever hit I get on this. When I find a piece of hair in my food, I'm just like, that's gross, but it doesn't stop me from keeping to depends, eat the rest okay. of the food. It does, it stop, does that stop you? Some people find a hair and they're like, oh, I can't even look at this anymore. I'm like, whatever. Wait, it's a hair. Whose who's hair? I don't even Where know. I? I don't give a fuck. I don't care whose hair it is. You don't care? I mean, I care. It's not like I want it there. <laughs> but if I find it, I'm not like, I got to throw this away now. I'm like, well, that's too bad. So I, wouldn't throw, <laughs> I wouldn't throw it away, but I would be unhappy. Depends on the bug. If I found a dead bug in there, no, thank you. If it's like a fly that lands on my food, I don't give a fuck. I'll keep eating. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. A dead bug. That's a little weird. That would be, I would, I don't know if I'd say something. There's almost nothing that could get me to say something to a friend and his family. I never said, yeah, I don't know. If I was at a friend's house and like their hair was in my food, I just, Peel it, put like take it out and still eat it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I don't care. Fuck but it. like the a bug or like something large, that's I'd be a like no go for me, sir. I still wouldn't say anything. Because that's I would not just even, not eat it. 
I think I would like try to make light and have fun with it because I think at that point it's not even their fault. Like they didn't intend to put a bug in it. You just be like, yes. oh, look what look what climbed in the look what crawled in the mud. <laughs> That's a real funnier yeah. way to approach it than even just saying like, hey, there's a bug in here. Oh, look what got in your food. It's a tarantula. <laughs> I think that's fine. That's no, like it's playful. Fine. I don't think I'd say anything. Again, what if you saw a dog licking your food on the counter before you ate it? I mean, that's pretty egregious. I would be like, excuse me. (laughs) I'd say if I saw the dog, I'd be like, oh, oh, the dog's getting in trouble. Like, should I stop him? Like, I would ask the owner that so they would know, too. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like up until now, everything has been kind of honest mistake territory. Mm -hmm. Like, of like, okay, a bug got in the food and you didn't notice it. I could, I can, I can wrap my head around that. A dog licking the food on the counter is like, mal. That's like, you need to run a better kitchen than this. I would say something about that. I'd be like, your dog's licking the food. I'd offer to help. I'd be like, can I get the dog or can something? Can I lick the dog? Can I lick? Can I, I lick the dog? Can I lick the dog's tongue? food? <laughs> Should I eat the dog's food tonight? And he eats my food. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've determined that's where we okay. draw the line. Dog licking food. That's where we jump in that's and say, hey, excuse me. Cool. Excuse me, ma'am. It's a dog licking my food. All right, we'll try this one on for size. Uh, it can only get worse. I this suppose. one is called pet allergies. <laughs> Here's the situation. Okay. You adopt a wonderful, cute little puppy and you take him home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you discover that your sibling has a bad allergy to dogs and is sneezing and red eyed around your pet. Mm-hmm. Your sibling goes to the doctor and finds out that their allergies can only be helped if they get a shot every week. Every week? Every so week. Here's a uh, it doesn't even seem like a real medical situation. But okay. Do you keep the pet yeah. that you know no. that your sibling is allergic to? <laughs> well, for one thing, how old are we that our sibling is there all yeah. the time? Are yeah, we living serious. in our parents' house? Because in that case, uh, it's on them to enforce the rules. Yeah. It's oh, on you're the just going to do whatever your dad says? Yeah, if I'm a kid. Yeah, I'm a it's child. The, it's the parents' house. If my if one of your... Okay, let's put it this way. It shouldn't even be my decision if I'm the if I'm a sibling. If you're a parent and one of your kids gets a dog and the other kid's allergic, you got to get rid of the dog. That's what I think. I mean, Zyrtec is pretty effective. So just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but she needs Zyrtec. a shot every week. That's yeah, but the doctor in between says. the shots, just take Zyrtec. I think I'll get, I'll get a second opinion. Yeah, I'd get a, yeah. A weekly maybe. shot does seem almost like that can't possibly be medically correct, but okay. That's absurd. How did the, why did, would the parents give you a puppy if they knew uh, your sibling. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, I don't buy this premise. What else is there to add? Maybe we were emancipated from our parents. Maybe our parents died and I'm raising my young sibling kind of in like a heroic way. Oh, that's true. In that case, I gotta do my, I gotta get rid of that dog, dude. I'm also not a dog fan, so I'm pretty much always gonna say get rid of the dog. Okay. (laughs) One of the variables is what if it was a cat instead? No, keep the cat, get rid of the kid. (laughs) There you go. See you around. Same sitch for me. I don't, it seems above my pay grade here i agree that it's the same situation doesn't make any difference i think i would always keep the pet i don't think there's any situation like it's just allergies it's not like I mean, it's just allergies it's pretty brutal and to also make them get a shot every week that's so over the top no that's rude they live there maybe they mean it's like some jim beam or something oh, that's stupid that's yeah egregiously, that's really, uh, egregiously stupid thing to say <laughs> jim beam <laughs> Puppy and Jim Beam. I got to take one shot of Jim Beam and I can't even smell the puppy anymore. All right. Let's just drop that one and go to the next one. Gage wasn't liking the answers there. Okay. Okay. Don't bug me. All right. Here's the situation. You're home alone. Okay. 
a large jumping spider is walking across your floor. All right. Your older siblings usually catch the spiders and put them outside, but they're not home right now. This is a book for children. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Uh, Okay. What's the question? I'm an adult man. Will I stomp on a spider? Is it okay to kill the, the insect? Do you smash the spider? What is this Do even you a pick question? The spider of up and put it outside. Kill it. Kill Maybe it. I'll just, okay, fine. I'll just, I'll skip past the kid stuff. No, I want to be a kid. I want to kill the spider with my little kid hand. I don't care for the kid stuff. Kill the spider. Kill the kid. Kill the kid. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get bit by the jumping spider. I'll turn into spider kid. All right. Here's here's one for. Adults. Oh, this one's going to be nasty. <laughs> Here's the situation. Okay. You're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. A homeless person asks you for money. Mm. They look fairly young. Oh, yeah. They might, like, they could be able to work. Yeah. You have several bills and coins in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Do you give your money to the homeless person? No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No? I usually carry, like, three... Loose one dollar bills in my front pocket to give to people I see outside. I guess this is fucked up. This is revealing that a piece of shit I am. I guess this whole episode is just designed to make me look bad. There's definitely an age limit on homeless people I give money to. I don't give young homeless people money. There's a limited amount of funds that I have in my wallet to give on any given day, and I just don't believe a 25 year old needs it. That's my thought. All right, sorry, sorry. I'll take the hit. That feels fair. Okay, hey, there you go. That feels fair. I'm not opposed to giving homeless people money in general. I do sometimes, but yeah, it's almost never like one of the young, younger ones. I'm always like, I don't carry cash around a lot, but if I do, but that's the thing I'm card only. I make them ask for their Venmo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, you see, that's how I get away with giving nobody money. Cause I don't give away money to young people and only young people have Venmo. Boom. Now I usually, when I have cash on me, I'll I'll give it out every now and then. Oh yeah. That's how I, if I have it, I'll give it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I just paid a stranger $20 to take my photo in Times Square. <laughs> that turned out fine. He was young, too. But he, like, provided a service. That's a, whole other, that's a whole other thing. If you're doing stuff, I'm way more open to giving you money. Because you, you like, me? She, like, you doing like, something over there? <laughs> you like people to work for you. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I, need a little, I need a little song and dance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey! my money honestly this is shocking but i uh i agree with you i'm with you i feel like i'm much more likely to give my money to like you know the folks in uh like herald square that are that play like the xylophone and shit yeah yeah dude do a little something well they're working for the yeah duh of course well there's clearly i mean there's different there's like i don't know if Kenny's just talking about the people that are like the, the, the like permitted vendors who go out and play music but there's also like homeless people who do that too yeah I give them money. Only performers I don't give money to Showtime on the train because they kick me. <laughs> I've I've given them money before, quite a few times actually. Don't like that. I don't. Sometimes give people, I've I, been I, so impressed. It also depends. Like if I don't I'm give like, money to people that kick me. If I'm drunk, I'm coming home. I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm liable Ooh, to give people some money. I'm liable. I hit that just hit big on the ponies. I'm giving away some of my ducats to the Showtime guys. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is. The questions here are a little more uncomfortable than I was expecting. Well, <laughs> here's the here's some variables. Okay. How would it change the situation if the person was over the age of 60? That give, makes me more inclined to give them money, for sure. That's what I say. Same. We'll just give what I, if I had something, I would give it. 
If James I didn't, whole thing I is he'll just get money want... to anybody who's asking for it, which is noble. Yeah. I need a little, get it, something's in it for me. <laughs> no, over 60 a... definitely is like, I garners more sympathy for me. What about a child? That's fucked up. They need to if be. If I saw a kid, I would be like, what's going on? Yeah. That's like, you definitely see sometimes there's beg, like people begging with children and I'm like, what is this? Like, are they a prop for your, Yeah, that's, for this? that's different. That's, yeah, that's clearly like a situation. Yeah. For know. sure. I'm, way, I'm also more inclined to give people like food than I am money. I agree. Yeah. You carry food around? No, yeah. it's like, hey, I'll buy you whatever you want. You don't have a pot, you don't have fucking, a pocket full of bologna sandwiches? <laughs> I'll buy you whatever you want, Dwayne Reed. I've done that before. Definitely done that before where I'll be like, hey, come over here, I'll buy you food. This one dude, this like, he was like this kind of older, weird, like white dude was like in our, kind of around my old apartment a lot. And one time I was in the deli and he was in there and he's like, he's like, man, can you give me something to eat? And I was like, yeah, what do you want? And he was like, uh, I thought he was going to get like a sandwich, which was fine because I was getting a sandwich or whatever. He grabbed like six Red Bulls out of the thing. <laughs> and I was just like, I was Great like, I'm party. not doing that. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. that's where you drew the line. Six I was just Red like, Bulls. I was like, no, man, that's like a lot of money. I'm that's a funny thing to pick up after saying, can you give me something to eat? It's also just like. I don't want to be this man's doctor, but that's that unhealthy. That can't be good for you, dude. Yeah. I think he was just going to like sell them to other people. And, yeah. And like, I was just like, no, nah, that's no, nah, I'm good. And he was like, all right. And just left. It's like, damn, I got to find somebody else to buy me six Red Bulls. It wasn't even six. It was like probably more. It was pretty funny. I was like laughing pack as he was putting them on the counter and the deli dudes were laughing. And I was just like, what are you doing man no put those <laughs> damn made him shamed him into walking back to the fridge with the red bulls no he just left him on the counter so. <laughs> oh, okay sorry to the deli guys i was waiting for my sandwich i was just joking with the deli guys and like putting them back <laughs> oh my god i was like could you believe that guy and they were like oh he's always in here scamming people for red bulls he has a huge loft in williamsburg he's rich all right what, <laughs> what's next what's next on our little uh list of uh what if that person had a, had a dog I don't like that. Honestly, it makes me less inclined. I don't like when people have other living things as props, children or animals. Like the train kids, remember train yes, kids? This is the, 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 yeah, the crusty kids who are like, kind of what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of a young person asking for money. I'm like, do you really, like, what's your deal, dude? Like, I think you're voluntarily doing they this. They usually are like, kind of from wealthy families. Yeah, they're, they're weirdos, dude. I mean... Not all of them. Not course. all of them, of course. But there are definitely some, just knowing some of them personally in my younger days, that they're like, they're kind of doing that. A lot of them do it by choice. Yeah, not to lump a whole... This is, I feel like this is the most fucked up I've ever sounded on this podcast. Not to lump a whole, a whole scene of people, in, but they used to come to parties a lot in college. Yeah, all right. And like, they were really uncool. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, I agree. Anyway, that does make me less inclined. If they have a dog, it makes me feel like... You're kind of using this living thing as a prop, and I don't care for that. Yeah, it's like you want if you don't give me money, this dog dies. That's like the implication. Give him dog food. It's almost a threat, if anything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> this episode's a bummer. Jesus. <laughs> All right. What? Well, you got anything happy? Light? Yeah. Well, this one isn't light. This one's pretty dark as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Here's the situation. Mm. You're walking down the street on a hot summer day. Mm. You see a parked car engine off with a dog in the back seat. Oh, you gotta get that dog out of the there. The windows are closed. No, you gotta get that barking. dog out. 
Get it out. Here's the dilemma. What do you do? Do you try to help the dog? Yeah, call the police. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as to break the window, but I would call somebody for sure. I would try all the door handles. That's a good, yeah, I would do that. I'd wait like a couple minutes to see if like the odor is coming back. If not, yeah, I'd maybe run like, into the closest shop and like, I'd, I'd make a scene. I'd say, whose dog is out here? I agree. You got to do something yeah, about that's that. Good. That's, that's good. A, that's, that requires action. Yeah. You can't, I can't walk by. I can't leave a, a situation thinking maybe I'm responsible for a death no. of that dog. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't break the window though. Cause I would be also afraid of, uh, injuring the dog. With I don't, broken glass. I don't think I could break. Yeah, I don't think window. I could either. I'd be afraid of injuring a dog, injuring myself. If I could even do it, embarrassing myself, trying to break a window, look like a <laughs> fucking fool in the street. I feel like that's a rare situation where I would call the police. Wow. It's for a dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's for a dog. They're not going to shoot the dog. Human? Fuck it. I let that kid burn. They might <laughs> shoot I mean, the dog. They might. Like, they're not going to shoot the dog. Dog's a threat. Um. Yeah, no, I dog, kid, whatever. I would certainly do whatever I could to get that that window open. A kid? Uh, no. <laughs> I'd knock the on kid, the window. The kid would have to vocally be like, it's hot. Well, if that kid <laughs> could say it's hot, that kid could open the fucking door. That's oh, true. Yeah. If it was a baby, a newborn baby, oh, I'd open yeah, that I'd door. Call, you got to call the police. I'd you break gotta, the window in that. I'd try to break the window if there was like a Oh, yeah, baby. for sure. A, a red yeah, baby. We're coming up with our own variables. You say a red baby, <laughs> like hot red baby. Oh, I'm Which breaking is... that window, man. <laughs> that, that baby's bright red. It's too hot in there. I'm saving that baby. I will. That's a variable itself. I wouldn't break the window for the dog, but I would for the baby. Maybe. Maybe, baby. <laughs> All right. What other variables are there? Anything else? kind of ran through most of them anyway. Oh, we did. We came. We figured them out ourselves. Yeah, that's the basically. new trick of this book. I just got to figure out what the variables they're going to ask us about. All right, here, this one's a What if instead lighter. of a car, it's a fighter jet? <laughs> <laughs> well, first off. First off. What am I doing up there? I call in a drone strike. <laughs> All right, what's next? Here's the situation. Is this, are we ever going to take a break during this book, or is this no, just straight yeah, talking after, for an hour? <laughs> this is like, we're being like waterboarded here. Yeah, this is almost torturous. Okay. Here's the situation. You're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You see something on the ground. Uh-huh. Stop and pick it up. Yep. It's a small wallet. Okay, that's my wallet. You look now. around. <laughs> that's a teeny tiny wallet. It's like a baby's wallet. To see if you can find the owner, but you don't see anyone nearby. Inside, do we have an ID? You see a large amount of money and an ID card. Big Absolutely. money, small wallet. What, what do, do you do? do? I mean, unless you're just a huge piece of shit, you give that wallet with all the money in it to the person who's on the ID. Well, how do you do that? Easy. This has happened to me before. Sands the money. You mail it. (laughs) Yeah. I found a wallet outside my apartment one time when I was living down by Prospect Park. And I literally put it in an envelope, put like a shit ton of stamps on it, and put the name and address on the ID on the front and dropped it in the mailbox. What if they didn't live there anymore? Then I guess whoever lives there now is going to get it. And then it's their cross to bear what happens to that wallet. But what what else do you want me to do? None of this points to take the money. I'll tell you uh, that. None of it points to take the money. <laughs> I would try to play detective to see if okay, I Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what find you Find a way do. to contact that person. I've thought quite a bit about this. Okay, sure. One, are we saying it's just cash and an ID, nothing else? That's tough. What you could do in that case is like, yeah, try to look them up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. The interesting thing is, so this book has pictures in it. Oh, why the, aren't you sharing those with us? Let me show you the picture of this wallet. I have another thing to go with here once you show me this picture, but... What? What are you showing me? Oh, wow, sharing your screen. Wow. Oh. Oh, yeah, this makes it so much easier because this picture has a Visa card in it. And what you do yeah. there is you go to the, the bank or financial institution and say, I found this lost card and they will help you get it back to them. Yeah, you're right. 
Easy. Easy peasy. That's what you do. Uh, one time I found a $20 bill on the ground. That's yours, dude. Loose and now I picked cash. it up and I was like, we're going to the bar. When I was at the bar, <laughs> I came back from the bathroom and I saw a little doggy and I saw a lady sitting with the dog and I was like, can I pet your dog? And she was like, yeah. And so I was like, I was petting that dog for a while. And I was like, thanks. She's like, all right. And then I go back and my wife was like, that was Rose McGowan. <laughs> was like, what, what a fucking story. That's the best day of your life. And I was That's like, oh, weird. That all happened because you found that $20 bill. That's his yeah. mitt, I think is what they call it. Yeah. You know, freak loose cash. That's yours. A thousand percent. One $20 bill at the bar. You got one Long Island iced tea and you're good to go. Hey, uh, that's life. But yeah, wallet, you mail it. You don't take anything. I sucks. see the rest of the questions here that you shared your screen with us. Do you take the wallet to the police station? No, don't do that. No, they'll police take the money. They fuck don't give them. a fuck. Do you try to contact the owner directly? Yes, if possible. But see, you keep the wallet. Yeah, if you're just a huge piece of shit. D D blank. What I just said, call the, call the credit card company. Say I found a lost card done. Wipe my hands of it. Don't even have to talk about this anymore. How would it change the situation if it had no picture or ID in it? It's just a wallet with cash and nothing else. Yeah. Then that's my cash now. Yeah. That's the, the those are the rules. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> it's going to be somebody's too. cash and it's not, I, <laughs> it's not going to go to the owner. So I'm keeping it. I'll do better with it than whoever else was going to find it. Seems like a spy was murdered or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An envelope full of unmarked bills. Um, but no, yeah, take it and go hang out with Rose McGowan and mm-hmm. her doggy. <laughs> Very specifically, doggy. It's a little dog. It was not a dog. It, it was, was a at George, George and Jack's Ganesh. Oh, dog yeah. friendly bar. Yeah. What a lovely story. Okay. So what, any other variables we got here? Well, I just, I had just seen marriage story and I was really excited to talk about it was she in that no oh (laughs) well that's a wrap on that one let's Uh, stop there (laughs) all right i'm feeling pretty good about my choices so far although i do think my views on homeless are potentially problematic we'll see we'll let the discord crowd be the judge we'll have to listen to the tape and figure it out i'm I'm just answering honestly this is something i encounter every day mm -hmm. in my life in this city Mm -hmm. you gotta come up you can't listen you got to come up with some kind of internal rule set to follow in your head. Right. And that's the one I, and I don't think it can be as black and white as you don't give any money or you give everyone money. It's not, it's, it's yeah. always, that's what I'm saying. It's, you there's, a gray some, area there's a judgment the call, man. It's also in the moment. Thousand percent vibes. Uh, yeah. Thousand percent. Vibes. I'll put this out there again. The other night when I was out there, <laughs> I when I was getting my portrait taken at 4am at times square, a bunch so at 4 a.m in times square i'll just tell the story fuck it i got out of work at four really late one night me and my friend were out there smoking a joint for the first time in a long time i got really high for the first time in many like months and as soon as i started getting high these two guys approached us and said you guys look handsome tonight and i said oh you guys look handsome i was being friendly i was like i think you guys do and they're like can i take your picture and i've immediately if somebody approaches you at 4 a.m in times square and says can i take your picture it's like this is scam this is a scam it was just in my back of my head. I was like, this is a scam the entire time it was happening. But he pulled out this beautiful lighting kit and showed me a portfolio of lovely photos. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's take a picture. <laughs> this whole ordeal took like an hour. It took a really long time. He was setting up really intricate. Like he had like tripods and like lighting. Like he had like soft boxes. It was a beautiful setup. And he takes our photos. Yada, yada, yada. He was not pushy at all about the money. He was basically like, well, just take your photos. If you want to give me some money, you know, Whatever it is, whatever you want to give us is fine. 
We ended up giving me and my friend 40 bucks, 20 bucks a piece. Anyway, while that was happening, people are approaching us because it's 4 a.m. in Times Square. All kinds of people are out there. And we ran the gamut of every kind of homeless person you could meet, right? There was like the kind of guy who was just like down on his luck, but like, just like, hey, can I have some money? No. Okay, bye. There was the people that were like, this dude might actually hurt me if I get too close to him. And then there was one guy who came up who was so jovial and was just like, oh, what are you guys doing? He was like so interested in the photography. And I was like, this guy, I'd give him $100 if I had it. I didn't. Because I had just given $20 to another guy to take my picture. Was he doing portraits of all of them? No. Well, one, he probably would have. But no, we were in the middle of ours. He was a very... <laughs> I sound like a fucking sucker, honestly. This whole story sounds like I got scammed. But he was a very serious photographer. He was like... He had a, a really nice camera and a really nice setup. And he was like posing us. He was like putting us in poses and being like, all right, come over here. Uh, now, just go like an inch this way. And like moving the lighting around and taking photos. And he'd come over and show us. And the photos were beautiful. He gave them all to me at the end. This was legit. I got these photos. That doesn't seem like a scam at all. It was not a scam, but you know, at four in the morning at Times Square, oh, yeah, something is my happening first to you too. when you're in the middle of this situation. Gut in reaction. Your head, you're like, when yeah. is this going to go sideways, dude? Like, what's happening right. here? Gut reactions to say no instantly. It's to be like, gut no, reactions no, to say no, but he was really convincing because he had like a legit vibe. I was just like, this guy is a photographer. I could just tell. And yeah, the whole thing was really interesting. But anyway, it was just a weird night because I was stoned out of my mind and it was literally like four to four thirty in Times Square. And you just saw every kind of person. And was the sun rising? That's like yet, kind of when the yet. bars are out. Yeah, some, it was. Some of but them. it was also it was just a, also a strange mix of like people who were clearly deranged and also tourists who were just like there for the weekend or whatever. <laughs> like it was a really strange mix of people. It was interesting. Anyway, I got some beautiful photos. Times Square is pleasant when it's like desolate like that. Like that when it's the other snowing cr- yeah. really hard and you go there, it's yeah, like no, really when it snows nice. there, it's nice because it's dead. What was the best part about it is because like I figure that's why he does it at that time. There was no traffic. He was like, all right, you guys pose in the street. And we we're like, we're going to stand in the middle of the street. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, I guess he does this all the time. He was like, I've been doing this for years. He was like, this late at night when there's no traffic, you can stand in the middle of the street and cars will just go around you. They won't even honk. I was yeah. like, okay. So we did it. And he was right. <laughs> cars were just like veering around us. We were standing in the middle of Times Square. It was a really strange experience. I've worked in Times Square for 10 years and I've never, ever had an experience like that where I was like doing a full on touristy kind of thing. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. Anyway, long story short, a lot of weirdos out there. And yeah, you got to use your judgment to determine who is trustworthy and who's not. Because there's a lot of people that aren't and will potentially like fuck with you. So long story short, that's why I uh, don't give money to young people unless they're taking my picture or singing a song. (laughs) You heard to move on? Let's stop (laughs) stop there. My story. (laughs) That's fair. It was a long one. Okay. We'll take a quick break. We'll jump ahead. We'll be right back with more. What would you do? You should post more of the pictures you got. They're all kind of... So he took some other pictures in the street and he didn't send them to me, I think, because... So, like, at the end of the night, we were like... He was like, okay, I'm going to send these to you. I'm going to put them on Google Drive. And I saw him uploading them and he was like, this is taking a long time. Do you just have Instagram? And I was like, yeah. So I gave him my Instagram and he sent me, like, a dozen photos on Instagram. But there's definitely some missing that I wanted to see. I mean, to be fair, when we first started talking to him, he was like, I'll give you three photos for $30. So at the end, when he was like, I'll give you all of them. I was like, okay, cool. 
So like, yeah. we got more than I was expecting, but we didn't get all of them. And there's some I want to get. Maybe I'll message him. Did he ask like what you guys were doing? Were you like, yeah, we just stopped working? Yeah, he them. was. I mean, he clearly. Okay. So first of all, it was me and Phil. So we're like super duper like white guys in the middle of Times Square. And we were both wearing backpacks because <laughs> we just got out of work. We must have looked like tourists who just like got off the bus or something. He was like, where are you guys from? I was like, oh, well, I mean, I live, we li- I live here. <laughs> he was like, oh, what are you doing out here? Like he like totally expected us to be tourists. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, I was like, we just cut off work. We were standing right in front of our office. I was like, I just cut off work. I work right there. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he was like, He's like, you look familiar. I think I've seen you in Times Square before. I was like, maybe. That seems like a stretch, but you never know. That's an interesting thing to say to somebody. He I've, seen, say, I've seen you around. He actually said that at the end. After we'd already, it wasn't even like he was trying, like at the end, he was like, you kind of look familiar to me. I was like, well, I'm in Times Square a lot. And he was like, yeah, so am I. Maybe I've seen you here. Maybe he's a listener. If you ever run into him again, you guys should like, just you say hi. That's what I said. I was like, honestly, I'm in Times Square a lot. If I see you, I'll say hey. Like, it was a really, you can, you don't have to put this on the show. Like, I'll just, it was an interesting couple of guys. Like, so they approached us and said, like, you look, he was How like, many were there? Just two guys. Okay. And they were both like 24, two young black guys. The photographer was like a really slight, small dude and was really smart. Like, was like super, he was like on the level. Like, you could have a conversation with him. He was like really cool. And like, and then his friend, was like this big bruiser dude. It seemed like he was there to be the other guy's bodyguard. Like, cause he, we got to talking and he was like, yeah, I've been doing this for a couple of years. He's like, I've had my shit stolen. Cause he's out there at four in the morning at Times Square. He's like, one time I had $4,000 worth of equipment stolen. Holy shit. I was Jeez. like, uh, I was like, damn, so you, like, I didn't ask, but I was like, it made sense. I was like, oh, so this other dude is here as like your backup or your protection or something. Like you're just a guy to be with. So you're not alone out here with all this expensive stuff. The other guy was funny too, though. Like he was... <laughs> Maybe he's putting like a book together. Maybe. I don't know. I was like, how long have you been doing this? And he was like, what? Like taking pictures out here or just like photography in general? I was like, photography in general. He's like, oh, I've been doing it since I was in high school. He's a 24 year old. I wonder if he's got like an Instagram or something. I found, I did find his Instagram. It's like, there's are some pictures of it. it. No, it's like not up to, it's, there's stuff on it that are like Times Square photos, but it's not like he posts a ton and he doesn't have a ton of followers. I think he literally just does it to sell them to people in Times Square. He's not like, that's what I told him. I was like, you should have like a social media. Like, you should, you gotta get on TikTok because I see a lot of people doing that on TikTok. But like his friend was funny. I don't know. It was just like a funny duo. Like it was like a really smart and enterprising young photographer who was like knew his shit. Like me and Phil were talking to him. Like we work in production. I could tell he knew what the fuck he was talking about. Like he was, he was really serious about like cameras and like post production. Like you should get his stuff. info. If there's ever an opening, you should. That's so why I said to Phil. I was like, man, in another world, that kid should be working at like where we work. Like <laughs> I was like, and, but uh. So yeah, he was legit. And his friend was his friend was just this kind of funny big dude who was like, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe him. He was funny, but he was just like, oh, this guy's here literally just to be like the muscle. It was a funny, it was a, it was a cool, I don't know, they were cool. I've left thinking, I, the whole time in my head, I was like, how is this going to go wrong? Or like, am I going to feel stupid for having entertained this? And at the end, I felt like, wow, that was really awesome. Those guys were really cool and like, were totally straightforward. At the end, after the words, me and Phil were like, hey man, you're like really legit. Like your camera's really nice. So you have a good eye. Like, you know, you know what you're talking about. And he was like, oh, I really appreciate that. He like gave me a hug. <laughs> Aww, he was like, I man, love you guys, awesome. man. I was like, damn. I was like, I felt, I was like, man, all right, see you around. It was that's really, amazing. It's a really interesting experience. And also I was stoned on my fucking mind, dude. Like I was so high for the first time in so long. I was like, of course, the first time I smoked a joint <laughs> in six months, I got approached by two strangers and get roped into like an hour long photo shoot. That's amazing. That's it a was a really cool experience. New York thing. I left work at 345. I was like, I'll go smoke a joint with Phil for 15 minutes and go home. 
And the next thing I know, it's fucking 5 a.m. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Like, is the sun coming up? By the end of it, yeah, it was. I mean, it's hard to tell in Times Square because <laughs> it's so fucking bright. Like, but yeah, no, it, was a, it was a really interesting experience. Okay. You want to get back into it? Yeah. All right. We're back with more. What would you do? Let's see what other kind of things I can be shamed about here by this book. What's next, Ganesh? Here's the situation. First trip ever to Mars with humans is oh, about this, to happen. Oh, hell yeah. This is right up my alley. What are we doing? <laughs> and you're one of the people chosen to go to okay. the lottery. Uh-huh. Cool. There are 100 men, women, and children going. A hundred children? Count me out. That seems... <laughs> That's excessive. That seems like you can't just blast 100 kids off into space. <laughs> like, I think it's 100... Men, women, and children total. I think it's a hundred total. I don't think also, you blast like, any kids out in this. Oh, yeah. I was like, how's this lottery work? Are we just plucking kids out of their families and sending them to Mars? Or <laughs> like a hundred kids with a hundred men and women unrelated? You will be one of the first. Maybe it's something where like the parents get picked and then okay. they bring their kids with them. All right. I'll, I'll give the I'll give the benefit of that out here on this system. You will be one of the first to truly live on another planet. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. The catch is the trip will take more than 20 human years. To Mars? <laughs> what are they doing circling for landing for fucking 15 years? It's not a 20-year trip. I'm like, okay, sure. So most likely, you'll never be able to go back. We're taking the, we're taking the local. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They haven't built the... the Highway again. <laughs> have we're gonna, we're gonna hit up Mars, or we're gonna hit up the Moon. We're gonna go to the asteroid belt, take a little look around Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You have the ability to either give away or sell your slot if you don't want to go. But would you want to turn down the opportunity? Twenty years. All right, I'm 34. Do I go into like cryo sleep or am I just on their ship for 20 it years says, walking around? It says you won't. Yeah, it says you won't age during the trip. Oh, I won't age. Oh, sure. Fuck it. Let's go. You want to work that hard and build a new planet? Fuck that I shit. I mean, it's a lot of work, dude. It would be like well, being sorry. like... Was, uh, this just an impl- was, was this something they said, or are you just in- inferring that I'm going to have to do a lot of work? Definitely it. an inference. You're one of the first people you yeah, can I'm sit a, around. They, they brought me for fun. I'm like a poet or something. I'm a, yeah, I'm a jester. The yeah, podcaster. They bring you for <laughs> manual labor. That's for sure. <laughs> That's what they do. They that's see any good society brings some uh, artists along. All right, the you podcaster will be the crucial, gym and they're gonna put you to work up there, dude. Yeah, you're gonna be digging latrines. You're gonna be doing all sorts of. So you're let me ask you this: good shape right now? Does it say? So I'm not gonna age, but do I? Am I awake for the 20 years? That does. It doesn't say that. So no. Why would you be awake? I don't know. I don't know how probably the in like work. some sort well, of you want to catch up on a bunch of shows and not age or something. Honestly, if I got twenty <laughs> One, free years or I didn't age, I would say yes to that, wouldn't you? Media? So, actually, yeah. that's a that's a fair question. If you had twenty years where you just sat and didn't age and didn't yeah. change and just watched uh, all TV as like your send off to TV, and then you had cool. a life of work ahead of you, you would do that. I again question what kind of work I'm going to be doing on Mars, man. I, I mean, all of it. All I'm building like <laughs> someone's got to like, do that, shit, you know, dude. I feel like if we're going to Mars, there's got to be some sort of infrastructure they're sending there, right? I'm not like building houses. There are scientists coming with you to help set up the colony. Is that what it says? Or are you just guessing? It says that. It's like, like in S- Stellaris, so you're the colony ship and you got to so go. I'm not a scientist. <clears throat> That's implied from that. Correct. I'm just a guy. You're just a guy, dude. I don't really understand even what the... I don't want to do this because I don't want to leave my friends and family on Earth. I have no... It doesn't bother me at all about the cryogenic sleep for 20 years. Is that the thing I'm supposed to care about? The, the thing that catches that you're, you won't be able to come back. I mean, Earth kind of sucks, but all my friends and family are here. That's the real hang up. You're being sent there to breed. 
hey, well, I'm sold. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I, are there any variables here? What else? Throw yeah, something yeah, else here are the me. variables. Okay. How would it change the situation if all hundred people going to Mars are people you knew? Oh, that'd be really cool. I mean, I'm on board. It doesn't specify like friends. It's just, just people that you know. Well, there's a hundred yeah. of my enemies. I don't know that many people. Certainly my friends are included. People you know of. Random ones. <laughs> random B-list celebrities and stuff. Rob Schneider. Uh, if Rob Schneider's going, I'm not going. <laughs> no, thank you. Roy, Roy, Roy Schneider. Schneider. I'm in. You don't want to pick his brain? Rob Schneider's brain? Uh, not much to pick. You know, yeah, that makes me more likely to want to go if my friends and family are going too. We're all going to go to Mars and chill together on Mars. Yeah, that sounds cool. Twenty-year trip. You're not chilling. You're working, man. NASA's dropping the ball with a twenty-year trip to Mars. That's fucking nuts, dude. It's not that far away. What if everyone else on the ship with you were the opposite gender as you? Mamma mia! I'm like the, I'm the Adam of Mars. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's. That feels weird too. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I want some dudes around too to kind of just eat nachos with or whatever. Instead of what if instead of forever, the round trip would only take five years? Easy, yes. Yeah, why not? I'd check it out. Mm-hmm. What if you were allowed to bring three people with you? Who would those people be? Hmm. Well, you two, so we could keep, let's stop there chugging on Mars and Elon Musk to fund us. <laughs> what? Be our backer. Yeah. Listen. My morals are out the window when Elon cuts a check for the Let's Stop There podcast. Two bill, I think, is our valuation, our latest <laughs> one. That's, that's, yeah, I'd compromise my morals and my stance on Elon Musk for $2 billion. I ran the numbers and two bill will do us just fine. Uh-huh. That'll get us some nice microphone covers. All right. Here's another situation. Okay. A new company is selling information in a very special way. Ooh. Downloading <laughs> it straight into your brain. Uh, I don't like that. Like, I I, know Kung Fu. Exactly. It's uh, possible to learn almost anything instantly. You are lucky to be gifted with the very expensive opportunity to choose one type of information to download directly into your mind. What will you learn? Hmm. Can I I opt out of this whole thing? I'm smart (laughs) enough. (laughs) I got enough shit up there. I'm not, like, yearning to, like, immediately learn a skill. I could work at it. I'd like to learn some skills without any work. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I'd like, to, I'd like to learn how like money works, <laughs> C- credit, finances. <laughs> I want to know how to make money. I want some, I just want, I want like an economics degree pumped into my head so I could go work the so stock market. Go or work on Wall Street. Yeah, dude. Make big bucks. Boring. Boring. I don't care. I want money, dude. That's all I want. Elon, hit, hit me up. One bill. We're down to one bill. I want to learn how to be able to learn everything really fast. How's that? Wow. Oh, wow. Like asking the genie for a thousand yeah. wishes, you son of a bitch. You want to be like a uh, fucking John Travolta and phenomenon. Dude, that movie blew my mind <laughs> as a kid. You know what that movie is? I was thinking about the other day. What? And that was, um, that movie was like Christian superhero stuff. I saw that movie one time and I think about it all the time and it's a reference I make frequently. It's shocking when he's moving the pencil and then he can't. Wow. It's pretty crazy stuff, dude. I wish I had the phenomenon on Blu-ray on real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I could. What about you, Ganesh? You haven't answered any of the questions. What do you want to do? You want something injected in your head? I would learn like a, probably like a useless skill. I think learning a new martial art would be cool. I think I want to learn everything there is to know about ping pong. 
That's lame. I want to learn how to throw a baseball with my left hand 120 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's you, you can make a lot of money doing that. Does that mean like, oh, could I like play basketball on an NBA level? I don't think it makes you taller. I mean, I guess you could be like a no, a, you but, could be like a little spark plug, Chris Paul uh-huh. type. I could bowl into people. Oh, you know what I mean? I could <laughs> sure. be the I could be the the bruiser. I think that wow. could, you could learn that, but you physically wouldn't be able to do it. You'd be a your mind would be wow. in the prison of your own body. The mind of a yeah, uh, the mind about, of an all star NBA point guard trapped in the body of Ganesh Sarma. What a tragedy! If that means I could be competitive at like the West Fourth Street basketball courts that's something you know that's, that's what something. you want you get input anything in your head and you just want to go play basketball on some the like, mind, street the mind court. of lebron james in your body you ever think about that i thought this the other day what if like do you think there was ever a guy like in like feudal like japan who was like the best baseball player ever and we just never knew because he never had a chance what are the chances barry bond's the best hitter ever there was probably some guy like 600 years ago with way better hand-eye coordination and we just don't know because he was just out there working the fields or some shit that's what i think hey that's that's sports maybe you could use this program to learn about that learn the secrets to everybody that's ever lived Mm, that would be pretty powerful (laughs) that's almost that's that's a bit too much that's greedy i'd learn how to play the accordion how would it change the situation if you could add change or delete memories i wouldn't do that i would yeah i'd hit the reset you would <laughs> I just i wouldn't i don't i don't understand no, that i'm good it's like the eternal sunshine thing i don't ever i don't want to erase any memories i don't got anything in there that bad and even if yeah. i did that's just who i am i feel the same way it's weird to be able to add memories why would you want to do that i want to add a memory of me throwing up at a golden corral belking at a golden corral <laughs> i just belked all over the chocolate fountain sorry to the corral workers this is a this is a funny addition to it. How would it change the situation if you were very weak and frail and not good at protecting yourself? <laughs> well, that's nothing changed there. That's about right. I'd learn how to give myself uh, big scissor hands, like Edward scissor hands. Well, you could learn how to uh, run and franchise a Golden Corral. And even if you're weak, no one's going to mess with you. You could do worse than franchising yourself a Golden Corral. Next. Okay. What else is, does this book have any like a moral life or life or death? things yeah can i die in this book yeah we're still like 21 percent in what the fuck all right do they have x-rated yeah they have x-rated porno stuff here's a life or death one i think bad news you happen to live a little too close to an active volcano that's about to erupt uh-huh yeah my butt hey oh come on there are loud sirens telling you to evacuate you're not supposed to bring anything but if you act quickly you might be able to take something important however if you're too slow, it could cost you your life. Okay. What's the question here? Do you try to save something? And if so, what do you save? Is this like now? Or are we in like Pompeii time? Well, judging <laughs> by the variables, it's now. Yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones volcano era. Oh my God. Okay, so we're in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, what would I save? Probably nothing. I don't, I don't really have much going on for me. I mean, aside from like pets and family mm-hmm. members. I don't mm-hmm. care. Let's hit the reset button. I got renter's insurance. Yeah, insurance is fine. Burn all my, all my crap sucks. <laughs> That's what I say as I'm fleeing from the volcano. All my crap sucks anyway. I'd bring my Steam Deck. Need something to play on the car ride. I mean, yeah, I'd have a little, <laughs> I'd have a little go, a car ride away from the volcano. <laughs> Pull out my Steam Deck. Pull out my Switch. Uh, 
I load into the backseat immediately, car, turn it on. The car ride. It's a funny idea that <laughs> there would be a car ride that follows the fleeing from a volcano. I guess there would be. Where are we headed? <laughs> Anywhere but here. Credits roll. Dry, the, uh, yeah. Grasslands. Get me out of, get me into another biome. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess if something's nearby, I wouldn't go digging around for family photos or anything. Here's some, uh, we're going to move on to part two situations for teenagers and young adults. Oh, what was that first part? Situations for any kind of human being in any situation. Tall all ages. Oh, all, all ages. Oh, these are from these, PG to PG 13. These are teenage specific. Okay. Yeah. Here's the situation. Uh huh. Your best friend has been acting strange lately. No, God, we got to put them down. Sometimes their energy seems too high or too low. Their grades are getting worse. Uh, I know what's going on. This guy's on snooters. He is tripped out on snooters and he is seeing pink elephants. One day when you're at your friend's house watching a movie, you find some mysterious pills. Baby, those are snooters. You pop one and you're living. Can I take one? Is that one of the options? When you ask your friend if there are legal drugs, your friend tries to change the topic and asks you not to say anything about it to anyone else. What would you do? Pop one. Yeah. Let's get freaky. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what he's got. Yeah, yeah. dude. Are these the, what are these? Are these the fun drug? Uppers, downers. Snooters. It's America's drug. Snooters. Ludes, Tudes. He's got Quaaludes. <laughs> That's the last Quaalude in America. <laughs> yeah, I'd do them. I don't care. What am I, like 15? I got nothing else going on. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Saturday. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. Saturday. Got the Dreamcast is on. Saturday in the cul-de-sac with the Dreamcast. Yeah, it's time to pop a snoot or two. Snooter. Dead or, what was that fighting game? Dead or Alive. Dead, Dead or, or alive. alive. Beach Volleyball. No, that was Xbox. Oops. Did I ever tell you about the time I accidentally did ketamine? I, yeah, I was there, I think. Were you there? Is that when he passed out? Is that when he passed out in the street? No, I never, I never <laughs> passed out in the street. Oh, what are you talking you took about? it and then passed out when you got home or something. You passed out outside somewhere. I was you? on my way home <laughs> from a party. Uh, yeah. And I was walking down the street and I saw a dude do like a key bump on his front porch mm-hmm. as I was walking by. You were, like, you were like, give me some of that. No, I like laughed at him. Not at, I didn't point and laugh. I was just like chuckling when I walked by and he was like, he like called out to me. He's like, what's your problem? I was like, I don't got a problem. <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> That's your problem, dickhead. <laughs> and then he's like, do you want some? Sure. So he gives me a key bump and I'm like, okay, it's interesting. I thought it was cocaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't taste would. like cocaine. What did it taste like? Horse tranquilizer? I was just sitting there. I was like smoking. Start a, feeling equestrian? Smoking a cigarette with him. Yeah. Offered me another one. I took it. That's some interesting cocaine you got. And he's like, that's not cocaine. It's ketamine. That's some interesting cocaine you got. It's a funny thing to say to a guy who just <laughs> gave you cocaine, even if it was cocaine. And then I was just like, I got to go. And then I walked home and I don't remember the rest of the night. I do remember I lit my beard on fire trying to light the bong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's the kind of big brain behind this podcast. That's what we're bringing to the table. I was peeing with one of our friends in a bar bathroom at two u- urinals. I was like, oh shit, there's like a bag of Coke in here and I'm peeing all over it. And he's like, what? He's like, wait, like, is it like full? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and well, did he can- do your pee Coke? Well, no, he was like, can you like avoid it? And I was like, no, man, I'm drowning. This. 
But I could see in this or hear in his voice that he was interested in man. Imagine wanting something so much you pull it out of a urinal and put it in your body. No thanks. What would you do? What would you do if you saw a cocaine in a urinal? And you were peeing all over it, but you really wanted it. Anyway, yeah, drugs are crazy. Uh, mm. Just, yeah, just do them. You're a kid. Have fun. Uh huh. What are the options? I feel like this is too open ended. The options they give you are tell their mom. Would you call the police? Would you tell oh. their parents? Would what you tell your friend to stop using the drugs? None of the options are to do it. Would you ask your friend to share the drugs? Oh, oh yeah, that's what we do. Come on, I don't even ask. I take. How would it change the situation if? You're with three or more friends, and they're all using drugs. Well, I'm. Um, I gotta join then. Come on. Oh my god. Am I gonna look like a loser? Yeah. yeah. It's called peer pressure, and it works. Well. All right. Down and dusted. So we ace that test. Let's. Uh. Dead at the age of sixteen. Snooters <laughs> overdose. Yes. We got a bad batch. My snooters were cut with fentanyl. Here's the situation. <laughs> you have a great friend. They have one little habit that annoys you. They like to touch. Your friend always likes to stand too close when you're talking, and they touch you on the arm or shoulder a lot. They always mm. want to hug you anytime you meet up. Somebody's got a crush. You know that your other friends also feel that the person is too touchy, and they've asked you to do something about it. Oh, Okay, so this what is a problem. This isn't just do? like something I noticed. Other people are complaining. But what I do, I'd say, hey man, back the fuck up. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't even think about me. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Shane can't even wrap his mind. He can't put himself in these shoes at all. Somebody wanting to touch him. Me neither, probably. actually. I don't know anyone that likes to touch that much. Me neither. But I would say I would have no problem being like, don't touch me like that much. That's back up. I feel like. Depending on how, I don't know if it was friendly. I don't know. Maybe I'd like it. I hug. Yeah, we're all, we're all huggers here. We do hug. We do like to hug each other. Mm -hmm. Give us a little pat on the back. Mm -hmm. A little kiss on the cheek. Now and then. A little kiss on the cheek. (laughs) Both cheeks. European style. That's how Shane's going to have to do it next week. You've been practicing your double cheek kiss for uh, the trip? Yeah, I practice on my, my dolls. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) appropriate. You got to smack your lips real loud when you do it. It's tradition. It's tradition in old Perry and Rome. Roma. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's hot, huh? How much more of this yeah. are we doing? Yeah, can we skip to the adult <laughs> section? Or the part where you say the end? Wow. Is there an adult section? You don't you don't like it? I like it just fine. It just feels <laughs> like, like it? These I are like, like it. Not that excited. Can you like? Is there something exciting? Go back to editor. Mars. I like the Mars one. You're I want to talk about lonely, life or death on Mars. So you start using a date. Would you bury your mom's body on Mars if she died on the spaceship to Mars? No, give her like a like a sailor's burial <laughs> out to sea. I'd put her in orbit. All right, Here's what's the, the next? Situation. You juice. Get some juicy you're for us. Lonely. Get something with some meat on the bones, dude. I'm lonely. You're, yeah. you're the most lonely guy you know. Oh Jesus! Yeah, what am I going to so do about it? So you start using and log onto the Red Pill. So you start, no, 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 you start using a podcast. an online oh, yeah, right. dating app. Mm, okay, you meet a very nice person that you enjoy communicating with, mm-hmm. and the pictures on their profile are hot. Oh Whoa. yeah! Oh yeah! How how, how hot? How hot, hot are hot. they? Really? Oh, oh you start to God. sweat. 
Oh, caliente. You decide to meet up for dinner. Learn that on Duolingo. Uh, yeah, we meet up for dinner. Okay, what do we have? You're shocked to find that the person looks way different than they did Damn. in the pictures. Uh-oh. Liar. They not only deceived you, they used pictures of a totally different person. Oh, my God. You're actually a 60-year-old man. Although the person seems nice and all, you're not attracted to him. Mm-mm. What do you do? I'd be like, you don't look like your picture. What are you, a liar? Well, yeah, catfish. Um, I never, <laughs> I never online dated, so I don't really know what people do. Wow, I would probably just still braggart. eat the dinner. You, you stick out the dinner. You guys stick out the dinner. I'd eat the dinner and just be like, so what's the deal with everything? I would, yeah. You I could, would ask about it. Be like, yeah, what's up with the different picture, huh? Yeah. I, yeah, I'd probably broach the topic and maybe even be like, you know, it's not cool that you lied to me. It feels, but yeah, I'd probably stick it I would out. Do and it. Just, I would do it tactfully, I think. I'd stick it out and then I'd just never talk to them again afterwards. Yeah, yeah. they might be interesting. Be cool to just talk to someone if you're so lonely. Yeah, I've seen enough catfish to know that the person on the other end of that's usually going through some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, potentially you're violent. <laughs> so you got to tread lightly when you're at dinner with a psychopath. Sometimes That's you just say, I got to go to the bathroom and you just don't go back. I got to go take a, a number two. I'll be back in about two and a half hours. I'll be back at 10 to 15. I got to go wet my whistle. <laughs> and they're like, That's not how that's used. <laughs> yeah, what whistle? Which, which whistle are you talking about? My whistle's wet. I'll be right back. I got to go dry it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I wouldn't be thrilled. But yeah, I guess I'd stick it out unless they were just like openly nuts. Yeah, if they were mean, I'd be like, this isn't cool. <laughs> They're being mean about it. I'm not what you, what you thought I looked like at all. I'm ugly. Now you got to be with me forever. <laughs> They're like, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you if you try to leave me. Yeah, that would be a red flag. Okay, what are the options? Are there variables? They're not that great. Oh, good. good book. Good book. Good choice. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Here's the situation. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is what? You're at a nice restaurant, and the service uh, is finally. unfortunately very poor. Ugh. Doesn't seem that nice then, is it? The waiter has been slow and has made a couple mistakes. Perhaps we're just bad tippers. It's man. fine to be slow. Jeez. Even worse, he's been rude and unfriendly. He oh, tells you. Fine. You ever eat in New York? That's fine. It's part of the experience. He tells you he's in a bad mood due to oh, his... That's a funny thing to say to a customer. Due to his recent divorce. Damn. At the end of the meal, it's time... You know what I do? Mm. I come back with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> she came about this, you son of a bitch. Remember that meal I had here? Well, look what I got right here. Oh, I got a little snack for later, if you know what I'm saying. Your wife. <laughs> You're... <laughs> He's going to sign the divorce papers in bed with me. All right. What are the real questions here? Sorry, I'm going off the track. At the end of the meal, it's time to pay and add the customary tip. Mm. But part of you feels the waiter doesn't deserve it. However, one of your friends insists on paying the tip because it would be rude not to. That's true. Yeah. 20. Definitely do 20 percent. 20 percent. 20 percent is the minimum. What do you do? Do you tip the waiter 20 percent? Yes. Duh. That's, what, Come that's on. what I would do. That's what I would do. I'm not much of a, I don't really care. No. Yeah. Like the people that try to make a point through their tip, are like you have a problem. You have a mental now, problem. Now, if I was a piece of shit, what I would do <laughs> is, you know, that little tip line, I would write, suck my dick on it. <laughs> but I'm not. So I'd give him 20%. And I would say, suck my dick out loud on the way out the door. <laughs> 
It just hits better. <laughs> uh, yeah, tip 20%. It's fucking service industry. I don't know. Just tip. Just tip, all right? That's the long and short of it. There's no way out of it. How would it change the situation if the waiter is under 20 years old? Um, it's like this kid is going through shit. Same situation. This still, is absolutely exact still same situation. Tip? I don't Maybe. care. I would be a little perplexed by a 19-year-old's divorce. <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I'd give him the money. I don't care. What if the waiter was very attractive? Oh, well, I'd give him a thousand dollars. I don't know. What's the, the 20%? Same I don't know. Yeah, 20%, 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. All right. 20%. All right. All right. If you do good, you get 30. If you do bad, you get 20. I don't know, it's just the rules I follow. <laughs> that's the rules. Yeah, that's about right. Here's the situation. Mm -hmm. You live on the second floor of an apartment building. This is, is this connected to the last situation? No. No, something new? Okay, wow, this just never ends. Okay, what next? The person in the apartment directly below you plays uh -huh. loud, thumping music late into the night. Cool. You've already asked the person to turn the music down once, but he was a huge, intimidating guy. And he threatened you if you ever bothered him again. Okay. You're scared right, to fair. ask him again, fair. but fair you're losing sleep. Uh-huh. How what do I do? What do you do? I call Shane. I tell him to bring over his cloggers and we get to dancing. We get to dancing. Fuck uh -huh. this guy. What do I do? I'll tell you what I do. I went through a similar situation. You know what I did? I moved. <laughs> I patiently waited months until my lease was up and then I moved away. What are the options? The options they give you are go ask your neighbor nicely again i'm not talking on that piece of shit again talk to some once. of your other neighbors to see if you could all talk to him together i don't think that'll work either you got to get authorities involved or some kind of weapon call the landlord sure call the police oh yeah do nothing probably what i'd actually do do nothing for now but passively plot on getting your revenge all of it <laughs> yeah fuck it all options on the table except for talking to him directly not interested in that. I after. would do that. I'd go back and be like, listen, this is bad. And I'm going to start fucking with you if you don't <laughs> stop. This, this is bad. And it's going to get bad for you if you don't shut the fuck up. Okay. Things are going to get worse for you and your family. All right. Just put it that way. Yeah. No, I, I would. I don't know. Honestly, the real answer is I would do nothing. I'd quietly do nothing because that's what I really did. I think it would really depend how much it was impacting my quality of life and my sleep. Loud noise from the neighbors is a killer, dude. It's probably the number one reason I don't think I could live in New York forever. Even in a nice place like this, it's still like, wouldn't it just be nice to have walls that didn't touch other people's world? That's my problem with it. But yeah, in a really loud apartment, that it sucks. It's bad. It can definitely impact your life, especially if you're a light sleeper like me. Get a noise machine. Yeah, it's called a TV. I live my life with a noise machine. I keep a noise. I ask anybody who shared a room with me. I keep white noise on at night. I'm obnoxious about it. It wasn't enough. I bought little sleep headphones put on my ears. That didn't even work. Cute. It was pretty cute, but it didn't work. <laughs> it was cute from the forehead up, but the rest of my face was angry. Do you put like white noise on on your cell phone or do you got like actual machine? Uh, well, I have a Bluetooth speaker that I play it on from my, from my, <laughs> my setup's a little complicated. <laughs> I have a second <laughs> phone, an old phone that I use just for that. Wow. I play I play that because if I have it on my you regular have a phone. dedicated white noise phone? Yeah, I do. Wow. If I played it on my main phone, I couldn't like scroll through shit because it would play like sounds. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. I have two phones, one exclusively for white noise. That's true. I have a white story. noise machine. That's old school, dude. It's great. No, they make new ones though. 
Well, the best part about the phone situation is I just use YouTube and I can listen to anything I want. There's I just all, like the. That's all I, I want. Just straight up white noise. Oh, I do yeah. like I mix it up. I do rain. You do a little water noise. Um, you know, brown noise is a popular one for me. It's brown like noise. It's like no, that's not well. That just is also what we call it. We can each lets it rip. Is but no, it's also. <laughs> It's brown noise is like white noise, but with deep bass. Oh, oh dear! It does a better job of drowning out. Other you listen noise. to drum and bass. <laughs> what, you go yeah, bed? I put on white noise with a little uh, house, house music, music in the background. Yep. Hello. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've never even said this out loud, but when I was a kid, I you know what used to help me sleep? There used to be this like radio block at night on the weekends where they would play techno music, and for some reason, it would like lull me to sleep. It's weird. I don't know. It wouldn't work now. I don't know why it did then. I watched movies to fall asleep when I was a kid. I remember listening to that song, Where's Your Head At by Basement Jacks. Oh, man. What a song. Going to sleep. It's a classic. Reminds me of better days. There was a year where I watched Moulin Rouge every night to fall asleep. My only memory of Moulin Rouge what is watching fuck? it shit face drunk with, I think, Shane. And it went so fast because I was so drunk. <laughs> it was that movie. It was 30 seconds long. I don't remember that at all. We were too drunk for it, I think. Damn. Uh, Yeah. That's the botched episode talking about all of our past transgressions, watching Moulin Rouge under the influence of snooters. snooters. All right. We got more. What's that? When does this end? We'll, like, we'll is there a break? S- we'll come back. Let's stop. I'm taking there. more break. It was a four hour episode. All right. We'll be right back. With more. What the fuck would you do about it? This is an hour and a half long fucking file we got going here. I'm skipping One- to the adult section. <laughs> Good. I want to hear stuff about dicks and balls and vaginas. <laughs> adultery. Would you commit adultery? You know who? What I think of every time I hear the word adultery. Hmm. Tim Daltrey. Oh, that Daltrey. makes sense. Sounds similar. I think of Daltrey, the music singer. That's what I'm saying. Tim Daltrey. Was he on um, Idol? His, his name's not Tim Daltrey. <laughs> what? What? Sorry, I don't. For one thing, I don't think his first name is Tim, and his last name is Daltrey. Daltrey. <laughs> you know, I think I think of old Tim Daltrey or Dollar Tree. <laughs> Daltrey's first name is. Uh, is it like Rex or something? <laughs> his name is Chris. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Chris, Tim, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim, Tim Daltrey or Rex. <laughs> Maybe it's short for Chrisothy. <laughs> you saying that while choking down a jewel is pretty funny. <laughs> All right, let's go. All righty, we're back and we're ready for more. What would you do? Ganesh, this better be the last section or I'm going to start a mutiny. Time flies when you're having fun, y'all. Yeah, I'm having a fucking blast. Yeah, I'll start an episode called You Wish You, you Didn't. <laughs> The response book to this book the clapback episode all right mm. man i'm gonna accidentally leave my ac on next week again here's the situation hmm. two of your best friends have been in a relationship together for years hmm. they're wow. both hmm. great friends of yours okay but they always seem to be fighting when they're together they argue and fight so much that you and others are starting to avoid meeting up with them divorce everyone including their own parents think they should break up yeah. Do you convince your friends to try to break up? That's not my business. What would you do? Not my business. 
NMB. That's my answer for most of the shit in this book, and it stands strong here. Yep, can't do that. They're just a burden for everybody. That's just the way it is. I cannot be responsible for this. Just deal with it, like everything else. How many? So many people are just averse to dealing with it. That's 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 gonna be my new catchphrase. Just deal with it, okay? If something's bothering you, just suck it up and deal with it. My two friends are arguing. I don't care. Fuck it. Argue. I'm gonna play video games. You're on a plane. This is a total, oh, wow, we're just rapid fire. Huh? Fuck okay. it. Yeah, this Solved. is the lightning round. You're on a long airplane ride with your partner. Uh-huh. They, Crash it. They suddenly suggest something that they've never suggested before. They want to join the Mile High Club. They want to join the Mile High Club. Yeah, let's do it. Fine. Who cares? They want to go to the bathroom together and have a bit of romantic time. You're nervous about it, but your partner says YOLO. Oh, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? I'm not averse. Sure. What's the worst that happen? Fucking air marshal ties me up or some shit? I don't think so. They'll just be like, get out of the bathroom. What is the wor- what is the punishment for that? You always hear about the Mile High Club, but like, what is the consequence? It's uncomfortable. Yeah, they just say, Have you ever been it? in one of the bathrooms, dude? I can barely pee in there. It's so fucking small. Are you supposed to sit down? No. I don't, I don't know what you do. Somebody's got to put a, their Because on a bus one time, I was just letting it go, standing up, and they hit a couple bumps, and it was bad news. And I was like, maybe this was a sit. No, nah, my butt ain't my butt ain't touching that bus seat. Are you kidding me? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, how it logistically works. Somebody's got to stick their head in that weird ass little airplane toilet. No, nah, here's what you do. You you take a, the blankets they give you and you put them down. Oh, you're bringing shit back there. That's suspicious. No, dude. You can't, you're just doing no, your seat. At a seat. At at seat. You just do hand stuff. That's not. That doesn't hand stuff doesn't count for the Mile High Club. That's not. That's what you yeah. got to Yeah, that's like the junior cadet. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm just saying that's, I don't that's kid, I think that's kid stuff. I'm too big to fit in the bath just physically fit in the bathroom with another person. I mean, I'm also right, well, usually too fucked up on flights to like whoa. I usually have a couple beverages to No, my my my. All right. Is that where you're going to you're going to let the plane's going to land in Paris and you're going to be off your gourd on tequila sunrises no i'm i'm gonna try to sleep i'm gonna oh, try okay. to really give it a good try and sleep you're not gonna watch mission impossible eight no one of the last times i was on a plane i watched uh it was embarrassing because i didn't realize it was an x-rated movie um midnight cowboy midnight cowboy and that was an oopsie but i couldn't turn it off because that then i would have looked like a coward they shouldn't even make that an option. It's crazy that that's even an in-flight option. Yeah, there's some gnarly scenes, and I was like, oh, oh my. Well, anyway, what is the question? Uh, yeah, if my partner wants to try it, yeah, sure, fine, I'd try it. I'm game. I do think logistically it's probably not going to work, and you're going to get in there and be like, never mind. But Well, you have your laugh, and then you go Yeah, maybe your seat, that's a good, that's a good memory. do little hand stuff under the covers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the giggle Ganesh does when he's doing hand stuff. <laughs> Here's the situation. <laughs> You're okay. applying for the perfect job. It's got okay. good hours, a great uh, salary. The, the general manager of the Baltimore Orioles. And the work fits exactly what you're interested in. Okay. You're having a great interview mm-hmm. until they start asking you questions about your work, about some work experience that you don't have. They tell you they're only going to hire you if they if you have that experience. Lie. Would you lie to get your Absolutely. dream job? Absolutely, fucking dude. It's not a lie. You just kind of stretch your experience to fit the mold of what they're looking for. Duh. I agree with that 100%. But I also think 
just lie too. If you got to lie, lie. It depends like how big of a lie it is. If it's something I mean, if that it's... I could like Google later and figure out. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Yes, I have 10,000 hours flying jumbo jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I suppose if it's something that would literally doom my chances of doing the job well. Yeah, that would you be You want to be a pilot because the hours are good. <laughs> <laughs> hours are great. Fits with my schedule. And the work the is interesting to me. Work is interesting. Uh, yeah. as, as a birder, I really... Uh... <laughs> I get to see so many birds up here into the fucking flying into the windshield. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm a big proponent of lying in general. Just I think if it benefits you to lie, do it. Uh, that's no exception. That's easy. Just be cool about it. Mm-hmm. Be a cool liar. Yeah, you got to be you got to be a smooth operator with that. Yeah, lie. That's right. It's not even a lie, is it? That's how Shane works. He's already convinced. It doesn't even matter what the lie is. If you convince yourself it's not a lie, then you're good. <laughs> It's not even a lie, okay? Yeah. I've seen planes in the sky. I know how they work. Yeah, okay. Lie. Lie, lie, lie. All right. Here's the situation. Uh It's the future and the planet is incredibly overcrowded. Oh, well. In order to have enough resources for humans, a controversial new law has been passed. Mm. People can only live until the age of 40. At 40, (laughs) all humans are given two choices. They can go to a special wellness center where they will be given a peaceful death Ah. or they can be relocated. And to if where? You're relocated, you're sent on a spaceship to live in a dome on Mars. Hmm, it's kind of like earlier. So far, the plan has worked well. I have to pick between With these healthy, two? a healthy young Earth population. You're 39 approaching from your, your 40th birthday. Do you choose an early death? You choose an uncertain new life. <laughs> this is easy. I mean, go what? to Mars. I go to Mars. Who the fuck is like, yeah, I'll just die at 40. What a weird question. Of course I go to Mars and live in the dome. Then I break out of the dome and I fly back to Earth and get my revenge on the kids. <laughs> Start an uprising. Mm-hmm. Bring all the olds back from Mars and take over. <laughs> <laughs> Me and all the other middle-aged Martians are coming back with a gun. That's fucked up, dude. That why would that even be the case? What if they got like a really cool jack off machine at the well? What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, dude? What if? <laughs> what is wrong? You think that's what happens at the wellness center? They put you to, they put you to death, but first you get to use the jack off for thing. Jack off? That's like your dream thing. At the end, it's a jack off. It's not even sex or anything like that. You just one more, <laughs> one more jack, and then you go to your shake your mortal coil. What if that? If that's what you know, that's what kills you. That's that's Ganesha's ultimate last thing he wants to do is jack off. <laughs> he died as he lived. You show up at the wellness center. You guys got a jack off machine I could use before I kick it? No. All right. I guess I'm off to Mars. Maybe they got one there. <laughs> the dome. Yeah. Wow. It's just one big hydraulic thing. Uh, this brochure said you have. <laughs> This brochure mentions a large dome. What? He's trying to get past the fact that his greatest sexual dream is to have some sort of <laughs> hydraulic jack-off machine. Some massive robot. It's just <laughs> looks like fucking Rosie from the Jetsons with like a fucking exhaust pipe coming out of just the front. Really just working him. Jacks you off to death. Jesus Christ. To death. Wow. That doesn't seem like it'd be pleasant. Okay, what? Yeah, I'd go to the dome. All right, here's the situation. Jack off all I want up there. Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think that one through all the way. <laughs> just one huge jack, or just a natural <laughs> lifespan of jacks. In uh, fact, <laughs> that was just uh, that was one of the variables I read. Oh uh, so. yeah, I bet. Uh huh. Mm. Okay, is there more? 
Yeah. What is it? Your job is very busy, and you really <laughs> usually rely on your partners, John and Sarah, to help you with your job. I feel like this is going to go forever. Uh, okay. One day, you come to work and find a big surprise. A instead of your on the floor. <laughs> instead of your old partners. A skidoo? You find... Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Instead of your old partners, you find a robot. This is the newest robot work model, your boss tells you. Ah, the Jack off a Tron 10,000 is here. They just can arrived. do everything John and Sarah did, and a lot more. You discover that your boss is right. The robot can do any kind of work, even tell jokes and give you back rubs. Uh-huh. Hey, one step away. Your work is getting done faster than ever. Okay. After a few weeks, John and Sarah contact you about joining them together at a new company they're starting. You miss the human interaction, but you're really not sure if you want to go. Can I bring my new girlfriend, the robot? <laughs> Does it have a flush nozzle on it? Or... <laughs> it's got a little windshield wiper. Oh my god. This episode, we were on the straight and narrow this episode for a while, and then at the end we've gotten crude. You gotta hook that thing up to plumbing. Can't just take it all around. <laughs> it's like a washing machine. You need one of those special like uh, hookups. Alright, what, what's the question? Do I go Can join I re- my friends or keep yeah. fucking this robot? Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh... What pays more? Yeah, that's the real question. It's all about the pay. Benefits. Bennies. Bonus. What are you talking? Compensation, baby. What if your salary was higher if you wrote, worked with yeah, the robot? Yeah, I work with the robot. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. What if you find Sarah very attractive? That's weird. What's the pay? This that's is a job. It's not our life. Come on. What yeah, if right. your boss is also replaced by a robot? Even better. Great. What if your robot is programmed to watch you closely and criticize your performance in real time? Sounds like my boss. <laughs> Just kidding. My boss is cool, but it sounds like what a boss. If your bo- if your robot was also a jack off machine. All right. There it is. Get your smut out of here, you little dirty devil. But yeah, I'd stick around. Let's skip right over this one. Why? No, that's the only interesting thing you said this whole episode. What is it? It's called Time Travel 1, Kill Hitler. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Why would you skip that? Uh, an amazing thing has just been developed, a time machine that can travel back in time. Unfortunately, the technology is in very early stages, and after using the machine one, it will break. You're chosen to make the first trip back in time. You want to do something that will change history forever. Mm. You want to kill Hitler. Okay, I'm in. You're going to be sent back to 1920 while Hitler is just an artist and has not killed anyone yet. Okay. Okay. Can you murder someone to save lives and change history? Uh, Easy. Yeah. yeah. And he was a shitty artist, so it'd be funny to yeah. do it. Um, uh-huh. You know, like, that's the only option you can use the time travel for. You can't go further back and, like, stop other stuff. What other stuff you got in mind? Like the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. Oh, you want to stop? You want to stop all the world wars? Yeah, a lot of people died in that one. Yeah, you're right. And that I'm gonna go created save, the other one. I want to go save my boyfriend's Ferdinand. And you know how I'm going to do it when I get there? Right as what's his name, Principe of the Black Hand, tosses his grenade. I'm going to play actual the band Franz Ferdinand on a loud boombox. It's going to distract him, like John Cusack. And uh huh. Yep. Whatever that one Franz Ferdinand song was that everybody knew. 15 years ago. I'm going to play that for him and it's going to distract him. Grenade's going to blow up in his own hand. Boom. No World War One. No World War Two. We're living in utopia, baby. Because of Franz Ferdinand, the band and the man. What do you think about that? 
Does that answer your question again? <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd murder Hitler yeah. easy. Why is that even a question? What, oh, I'm going to get there and be squeamish? Oh, I don't want to murder Hitler. Yeah, I'll do Hitler. Fine. I won't murder most people, but Hitler, yeah, I got him. I got him. But also means you can't come back. That's fine. You're stuck. Boom. You know what? 1920s. I know everything about the future. Time to make some investments, baby. I don't know if that this scenario really works for me. I think people would be pretty puzzled if they saw an Indian guy walking around 1920s Germany. Would they? I, th- I think it's fine. I think it'd be fine. You think it's fine? Yeah. All right. Well, if you kill the Nazi leader, then yeah. That's true. He'd be fine. He'd be just fine. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. I do speak a little German. I mean, honestly, if this was proposed to me, I'd be like, no, I'm just going to stay here. I don't want a one-way trip to 1920. Like, I don't have any training. I don't have any formal training. I don't have murder training. I don't want to live in 1920. But I do know how to use a hammer. They don't have air conditioning then. That sucks. I do know how to use a hammer. Well, get hammer Hitler. Here's what go. you do. Go back, kill Hitler, all right? You fly okay. to Hollywood and you make the first talkie. That's five true. Five years ahead of everybody else. That is like a thing. Like World War II, like that's back in the day. If you were like a famous soldier, you could just go like be in movies or whatever. You could just be a famous anybody and go be in movies back then. And also, I'm bringing my fucking baseball almanac with me so I can bet on sports. That's true. But is there some sort of butterfly effect from Hitler's death that caused all of the sports results? Probably not. Nah. You could probably make a lot of money doing that. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Now, I agree. I mean, you know what you could do? You could go I, coach baseball and use like advanced mes- metrics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this thing called the shift? That's right. Tell George Sisler what his war is. <laughs> All right, next. Gee, okay. Next. Time travel to save JFK. I don't give a fuck about JFK. You're going to do something that will change history forever. You're going to be sent to save JFK. Can I ask a uh, controversial question? Other than his personal death, did anything bad come, be, come out of JFK dying? Um, Was there any kind of world effect that was negative it kind of like i mean see it's not even jfk i think the big thing was when his brother was killed that, that was bad because yeah, that, that, was that, ended, that ended up leading to nixon well yeah. it's not just that it's it's also like that squashed like so much of because his brother is more progressive than he was yeah, so it squashed right, a lot of yeah. that so for jfk maybe not but for his brother yeah damn shane's throwing a curveball he wants to save rfk from sirhan sirhan that's right. I'm in. I, don't give, I mean, JFK, whatever. Fine. Cool. His head looks good on the old big 50 cent piece. But, and you know, I'm not, I don't really care that much. I, I don't think like what? So after JFK, Lyndon B. Johnson's the president. Yeah. He saw maybe Vietnam, maybe we avoid Vietnam. What was JFK saying about Vietnam? Did he, that was Lyndon B. Johnson's war, right? Mm-hmm. But also we got the civil rights act out of him. So like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. But it would have been better if RFK had been, uh, yeah, RFK would have been a good president, probably. Even though they're like a wild, corrupt political dynasty, he was he was pretty good. But then we wouldn't have RFK Stadium, the worst stadium in America, or that uh, sweaty uh, Kennedy boy that gave the my god, sweaty Kennedy, this little water bottle, this little freak. You're on a special global council making a decision that will affect the entire world, okay. whether to make English the official global language. That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like that. On a council representing countries from all over the world, the vote is tied. You're the last vote. No. <laughs> no, no. Why would I, why, why do we need an official earth language? For one thing, everybody who wants to speak it speaks it, basically. What's the, what do we, it's like already the language of like most corporate you know, world event like what what's the benefit here i don't get i don't understand just to be a bigot yeah 
This is a question for uh, dickheads. All right, here's the last one. I promise. <laughs> oh. I should probably just read the very last one. I, I want 10 more. I want 10 more. No, you don't. Do you? Okay, one more. One good one. Make it a good one. Make it one that really makes me think. A stumper. Not would you kill the worst guy ever. Yeah, duh. I'd do it. I'd do it with a smile on my face. Big smile. Hello, Hitler. That's what I'd say. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Adolf Hitler. Are you Adolf Hitler? Yes. It's 1918. I got bad news, buddy. <laughs> it's 1918. Oh, You're God. a man. Oh, yeah. Well, You're on the beautiful ship, the Titanic. Well, but that ship's been sunk for yeah. six years. I'm a ghost at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Which is enjoying its maiden voyage from England to New I'm York. Sorry, did it really say 1918? Yes. This book sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the ship is not prepared and there aren't enough lifeboats. Uh, so many people will die. The captain announces that women and children will be put on lifeboats first. Okay. Some of Here's the men the question. die. Do you put on a dress in a falsetto voice and say, excuse me, sir, can I get on this boat? Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What's the real question? What's the what's can you accept death? In ex- <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want to do that. In order, if it meant that others would live. Okay, that's a good question. If you So basically, forget all the wrong year and the Titanic bullshit. If you were in a disaster, would you do whatever you had to do to live? Or would you be honorable and allow weaker people than you to survive or to get to safety before you? Ta-da, I've never been in a situation like that. It's a good question. I want to say no. I want to say I would do the honorable thing. But like, if I was in that situation... I might be like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> I think it would really depend what else I had going on. Do I have a family? Do I have kids? You're just you. If it's just me on my own and I don't really got anything else going on, maybe I would be okay with I'm dying. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel it. Like, I don't wouldn't want to like. That's what I always say. But they, so I, I wouldn't want to live at the expense of someone else necessarily. So like I work in a big building in New York, right? Like, and when you work in a big building, they make you do these fire drills like once a month right they're like here's how you, you they have, there's like designated fire marshals you got to go around in the bathrooms and make sure everybody's out of there or whatever mm. and they always ask who wants to volunteer for that and in my head i'm like if there's a fire i'm gone dude i'm running i'm not looking around being like who needs help follow me i'm first one out first i smell smoke i'm gone i'm not even warning anybody i'm down the stairs good yeah, luck I work, I work on the 43rd floor it's a lot of fucking stairs to get down yeah i dude, was I the fire on the they gave me the vest. I've been an assistant fire marshal. See, you guys want to be good people. I didn't ask I for it. Get a, I didn't oh, ask for it. I oh, was really? Oh, I was selected I, by the fireman himself. Oh, wow. So your coworkers have basically volunteered you for death. Uh-huh. They asked us for volunteers. I didn't raise my hand because fuck that. I don't want to. If there's a fire, I'm not going to be going around opening doors being like, anybody in here? I'm leaving. ASAP. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think I'd like to think in that situation, I would, you know, if I came across somebody that needed help, I would I would help them. But Titanic is weird. Like, is that even a thing anymore where they're like women and children first? Is there ever a situation no. where that's necessary? Because there's enough this world? lifeboats because of Listen, that. They got enough life. We learned the lesson there. Yeah. That was an oopsie. All right. <clears throat> that was a big oopsie. Yeah. Should I have to die because someone made a mistake? Also, like, let's be real. They're first class children, dude. They had pretty good lives. Not all of them. Hit the ocean. Folks in steerage, downward jack. Well, they're just, they're just well, those folks in steerage are just dying, dude. They're not getting up to the boats. Anybody at the boats, it was towards the top. 
That's what I'm thinking. I think I would always, I would be the guy when the boat breaks and goes up in the air, I would be one of the people that falls and hits the big smokestack thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be one of those guys who hits the propeller with my yeah. head and then flips fairly fast down into the water. Uh, I think I would grab a child and say, I have a child. I have a child. Like Bruce Ismay. No, who was, no, it wasn't, uh, it was a uh, Cal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. I'm all she has in the world. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Once he got on that boat, he tossed that kid overboard. Yeah, no, it's a tough call. I don't think I'm ever going to be taking a 1912 ocean liner, though, so I think I'm in the clear. Any, well, is that it? Anything else? Any, like, maybe modern situations for adults? or? Yeah, anything X-rated? What's on the very, what's the very last question? Oh, okay, here we go. What's the last question in the book? All right, I'll do one more. Terrorist attack. Oh, wow. Then go out on a fun one. We just kind of did that. You're taking a peaceful nap on a plane. Oh, jeez. When you awaken to a I don't a need to hear noise. this right now. Come on. <laughs> Shane, get, Shane get ready for his flight. A single male terrorist of average size. Just one? Is, is standing in the aisle. I'm about to spank this guy's a butt. gun and yelling. Oh, I'd straight up you're beat the in, fuck out of that guy. Yeah. You're in the way back. You're in the very last row. Uh, you were not. sleeping underneath the blanket. You were doing some <laughs> hand got, stuff I got with bad your partner. seats. I can't get up that far. <laughs> I'm by, back by the bathrooms. He has not seen you. The terrorist is standing right in front of your row with his back oh, turned. Oh, oh, kick him in the ankle. Pull his pants down. Beat, pull his pants down. Stick something up his butt. <laughs> Would you try to stop the terrorists? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just one guy. I thought we were going to be in like a nine eleven situation where it's like a team. Just one dude with a gun. Yeah, fuck that. I'd I'd go for it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people on this plane. We could totally take one guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's he going to do? Can't shoot all of us. Yeah. He going to shoot me? I don't think so. Can't shoot all of us. He'll shoot the guy in front of me. Well, that's the thing. Like the guy in the subway with the crowded subway with a gun. Well, that's fine. He like that's tough. Fuck. Like he didn't kill anybody. He was especially bad at shooting a gun for a guy who went on a shoot. I bet, like, spree. no one would even confronted him. I bet I, we could confront this fucking guy. Like, the plane's a little different, though, because it's an aisle going one direction, basically. Yeah, but if, if like, you're behind him, you have put him in a good. sleeper hold, you know? You're, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You go straight like to the Nick crotch. Foley. Huh? You go straight to the crotch. Crotch? You, right. go, you go straight crotch? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if this happens, right. like, when I'm on the plane this week, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be too happy but I will be prepared. You're going to get off the plane in Paris as a hero. You go for the nuts, you go for the eyes. Ooh. At the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty nasty. I would like, if I'm behind him, I would just like stick both my fingers as hard as I can in his eyes from behind. Yeah. And I would just wrestle him to the ground and dig his eyeballs out. Yeah. And then put his eyes in his own mouth yeah. and force his mouth closed. <laughs> yeah. Who's That's hungry? I'd, I'd say, who's hungry? <laughs> 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 here's your in-flight meal <laughs> gotcha gotcha terrorists well that's uh, that settles it we're heroes yeah uh-huh okay is that the end yeah all right what would you do wow what would you this do? seems like a good book uh next to it like a toilet uh, uh <laughs> This is a definitely it's a toilet a think, read. It's a thinking man. This is book. the kind of book you pick up for 45 seconds while you're squeezing one out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't mind getting a little uh, splash on it. Certainly not a book you read for an hour and a half. Uh, you, once you leave, once you take that book into the bathroom, you can't take it back out. It's a bathroom book for life. Yeah, that's true. That is true. All right. That's it. That's the episode. We're well, done. Do you have a phone bathroom? A bathroom phone, I mean? A fo- Whoa. Are you asking me that because I have my white? No, because of like, I have like the a third book. Phone? If a book goes in, it's a book 
a bathroom book for life. But what about your phone? Ah, uh, no, my phone goes everywhere with me, <laughs> even yeah. to the nasty places. Things dirty as hell, dude. Yeah. Phones are gross. I think honestly, everyone's if you think phone about it. is like the grossest thing they own, probably. It's a thing that's in your hand all the time, no matter where you are, what you're doing, and you never wash it either. I I wipe like, mine with like Clorox though. I don't really. Maybe once in a while, but yeah, it's a dirty, nasty little phone. That's why I have a second phone. I usually like if I'm on the train, I get off the train, I have these little Clorox wet wipes to like wet my little hands, and I'll rub it on the phone. Aren't those for like high heavy duty cleaning? You're rubbing like bleach in it. Your hands with bleach? No, they have bleach. <laughs> it's like little like hand. Uh, towelettes. So like talking about like a Buffalo Wild Wings. It's desanit- like a sanitizer. <laughs> Shane's getting defensive. Whatever. Better not bring these on the plane. All right, let's be, let's finish this. Now I'm addicted to extending this episode as long as I can. Let's get what out of here before you I do. lose my mind. What would I do? I'm going to end this show. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Lanquist for our art. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Uh, thanks to you for checking us out. Uh, you can find us at letstopthere.com. Give us a call, 567-309-0357. Uh, hit us up on social media. Request a book. Um, this is a premium app, so you already subscribed to the, the, the Patreon. But in the inevitable event, this is released for free at some point down the line. Just... Join us. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. Five dollars a month. You get extra episodes. You get access to the Discord where everybody's talking about anime and Paul Hollywood. It's a real fucking party. Anything else to be done here? Any last words? Have fun in uh Paris and Rome, Shane. Bon voyage. Au revoir. Ah, merci. Okay. Goodbye. Au revoir.